What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here, Cheesehead TV, 97.3 The Game in the House with Billy Schmid. Billy, how you doing, man? Ready for some beer and ball this week? Oh, I'm smiling, dude. I'm smiling through my double chins. I'm fired on up for this game. And I was walking out of the press box down the staircase, uh, and the first cat that I encounter, sorry, people don't like when I say that, individual i uh i oh, no 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 swing back. it baby swing it the first cat let's go scatty that, hits, that, that. Hits, oh. hits us with a quick like double take he goes when's the next beer and ball coming out i was like no. tuesday baby come no, on we're he, recording it up on tuesday no, you're dialing he, it on up he, on wednesday on your way to work it's happening man it was happening right it. out of the gates i love it i love it hey man it's the podcast that's sweeping Tens of people's uh, iPod shuffles. Wait, am I dating myself by referencing iPods? Probably. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. How about this Packers team? Day. How about this Packers team? How about that dominating victory over the Minnesota Vikings? I mean, look, been waiting for it. Been waiting mm-hmm. for a close to complete performance. And they had, I would say, kind of close to, to a complete performance against the Rams. But it's the Rams. You don't really. Right really put much stock in it but you know the the vikings have won a ton of games yes lots of one score games but they're a good football team and the packers took it to them well what was your overall takeaway from this game it had to happen against a team like that right like you had to see them do it against a foe yes. that you knew was going to be in the dance and miami you believe is going to be in but right now they don't even control they their don't own look like it because of how far right. they've fallen off i, I thought it was it was imperative for them to play a game the style that you and I think and most Packer fans have been kind of waiting for them to do. Yep. Rodgers wasn't the focal point of that game. The, nope. the focal point of that game was ball control because they played with a lead. And what, by hook or crook, however you get one, didn't they just feel in control? The whole they, time. they never felt yes. panicked. They never felt like the game got out of hand. And I even looked over after, I think it was 7-3, before the Darnell Savage pick six. Right. And it did feel like they were losing the game, right? Because like you didn't have any, you had no touches really on offense. Your right. only drive felt like it had kind of stalled up. They didn't and have a first down. Yeah. You're just waiting for, for some momentum to roll. And it was well into that third quarter when their offense really started going. But all of those drives, they're scoring drives for, I think, three of their four scoring drives in, in succession. Six and a half minutes, seven minutes, four Love and a half it. minutes, yes. six yes. minutes grinding clock and grinding on those dudes. I feel like as much as it has to start with Aaron Jones, it felt like it was starting more with the left side of their line because they were, when they wanted to go get yards, they were running over by Dave and Elton next, yep. and they were doing yep. any way to put those guys in front of the ball carrier. Yeah. That was cool and, to finally see. And that's, you know, what we you know obviously like and wanted and blah, blah, blah. I will say, to your point, like the only time it was like, Okay, where where's this where's the tipping point going to go? Like what what's the vibe for the day? It was like the succession of the blocked punt and you're like, "Oh, okay. It's one of those games. Got it." Uh-huh. But then you get the goal line stand. That's not something you're expecting from the Green Bay Packers, not in 2022 mm-hmm. or 2023 for that matter. It's just not what I think most Packers fans were expecting in that moment. And from that stand on, I just felt like the entire energy of the, maybe not the team, but the stadium just shifted. It was like, oh, okay, yeah. now it's game on. Like the fact that they they had this horrible blow and then stood up to them, kept them out of the end zone. And then obviously you have the 
kick return and all hell breaks mm-hmm. loose. But but the moment they made that stand, I mean, whether it's TJ Slayton, Kenny Clark, and I, I get um, the Vikings are playing, you know, a, a man down at that point. Obviously, sure. we're on to play many more men down later in the game along mm-hmm. the offensive line. But, you know, we've seen plenty of occasions where this team has been presented with that kind of opportunity and shrank from the moment, not been able to dominate inferior competition. They absolutely did. TJ Slayton, I thought, played probably his best game. Maybe not well. his absolutely best game of the year, but it was close to it. I mean, I thought he manhandled guys in front of him all afternoon. Oh. You and you and Paul Allen, because I, I dipped in on a little bit of their K fan call. And oh, I, I believe it. it was in the middle of the first quarter. He right. said uh, at one point, TJ Slayton is having the best career of his uh, game of his life, and he's got two <laughs> tackles. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, okay, first right. off, tough stray for TJ, mm-hmm. but he was he was inserting himself into the game and making himself a factor. Yep. You've Big been time. in that you've been in that press box, and you and I have laughed about it at nauseum about how yeah. dead the environment can oh, be in there, right? So sterile. Yeah. It was the first time that I've been in there that you could actually feel some of the emotion outside really? and, and it dude. And it was about to become a library. If the Vikings were going to put punch that thing on in, cause there was a decent yep. amount of purple and you could tell a lot of the vibe and the, the real energy was coming. Cause p- people were dogging the Minnesota Viking fans that were in there and there was some <laughs> legitimate angst and, and hatred going on when they busted right. out the skull chant late, but it felt like, that was a moment where the crowd then believed, like, okay, this isn't going to be, as you mentioned, one of those games. And right. Dude, last week they had two drives start inside the opponent 20 and kicked field goals on and each kicked one. Field goals. So yes. to an- anticipate two plays and a touchdown, I think everybody was expecting that. And that stand was a game changer. I mean, lack of. It's early, but it's a game changer. I, it is. Huge. It is. I for, I'm sorry. From my vantage point, it absolutely is right. It completely changes the mindset, completely sets the tone, if you will. And look to that point, the tone on defense, the energy, the communication on the back end and guys oh breaking on the football, not second guessing themselves. Where has that been? Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage making a big play. And look, Savage got picked on a little bit. He did, you know, a couple balls completed against him, but he mm-hmm. never shut it down, never went in the tank. I mean, obviously, Jair had probably the game of his life so far in the NFL. I mean, this whole crew just came up. Russell Douglas has been playing out of his mind since Jerry yep. Gray yelled at them down in Miami. Where has this been? Because it was awesome to watch. Douglas was was the I thought the the true X factor, because as Jair is going to talk enough right, for everybody. Right. He's the when Rasul's right. playing confidently, I feel yeah. like that kind of rubs off on more guys. Dude, that pass breakup on Thielen first drive. Are you kidding so me? Good. I mean, so good. when you're going to line does up, a great job to that point, slot. to that point, great job, not turning him because and some yeah. of it is the crew you get, right? Like sometimes a crew mm-hmm. might call a ticky tack thing like that. But what I thought he did exceptionally well on that play is he has his hand on his hip, but he doesn't even come close to altering Thielen's, right. you know, stride at all doesn't turn him but definitely like uses that leverage to reach out and you know swat the ball away perfectly legal play 100 percent like perfect technique and and it's that was all day all day yeah, really all did. day it was when great to he watch. breaks up when he breaks up the one on hawkinson to set up or, right. excuse me to force the pick that's yeah. exceptional as well but then 
it was this was before it was on the goal line stand when yeah. they line up. I think it was first or second down, first and second down. They mm-hmm. lined up Jefferson mano a mano one on one on the top, mm-hmm. and Douglas wouldn't let him off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and I Ben Lieber the the Vikings sideline cat oh, was uh, Ben Lieber going in about you know there's there was help over the top the whole time. Well, no shit. Uh, like any but any defensive coordinator i literally just said that on our happy hour i'm like uh really there was safety help over the top he didn't go cover zero every play amazing like it's nuts it's an incredible idea i get being sensitive about the fact i get being sensitive about the fact that justin jefferson was held to one catch right and you're Mm -hmm. trying to like well you know he didn't do it by himself well no he didn't but guess what Jair had safety help over the top the entirety of week one. And mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson went off for over 100 yards in the first half. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's not pretend like football changed in the last 17 weeks. That's, that's yeah. to me, like the biggest indication that Jair got under awesome. that entire organization's skin this yes. week. And I freaking love it. Like I said on Twitter, could- I, wish, I wish the Packers could pay him again. Worth every penny. <laughs> bonus after give that him another yeah give some kind of bonus give him like some rocketeur bonus i don't know man that's just the way well, he got under that team skin was just beautiful and matt saying i mean i know jair chirped a little bit this week mm-hmm. and you could tell as he's biting it like and i freaking mm-hmm. hated every yeah, second right there, but i <laughs> right. can't be upset about it now because the guy had one of the best games of his life and yeah. dude no infectious confidence is a weird thing in this league and they yes had it from the jump and when when they play confidently on offense I don't think that's just you know dropping back for a five-step drop and ripping it to Romeo Dobbs or firing deep shots that's when they are taking the play clock down to four down to three I know how much it pisses people off when they're at one and then they snap it right away right but they're they're playing their style of ball control offense and that's their rhythm that's their flow that they feel most comfortable in and yeah. they really haven't felt it hasn't felt like they've felt confident playing that way for the majority of the season. Last couple of weeks, that's definitely changed. Oh, a hundred percent. But it is interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because you're talking about rhythm and flow and all of that stuff absolutely feels evident in second halves mm-hmm. of games lately, right? Whether it was down in Miami, we talked about it last week. The this game against the Vikings. But, man, it is weird how herky-jerky they are to open games. Like, I don't yeah. know if it's the openers, whatever the calls are. I don't know if it's just a lack of execution. I hated the second down call on the on the opening drive to swing pass to Jones out there. I, I just I wish they would have got out of that somehow because I didn't think the numbers made sense, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, whether it's the call, whether it's the execution, the reads that Rodgers is making, I don't know. But, man, they just feel out of joint. And I'm telling you, if they get that going, look out. Because yeah. right now, they're humming on both sides of the ball. They're humming on special teams. If they can just start faster on offense, they'll be a real problem, not only for Detroit, but then beyond whatever lies ahead. I'm telling well, you, this, and- the team's ready, man. Team's ready. League is so league is so strange that way because wasn't it two years ago that they scored on like every on every drive? opening drive almost every, every opening drive it was the pandemic yeah. year yep and and I know offense was inflated that year and it's down this year whatever but mm-hmm. it just feels like to to your point that should be the time where you say 
We are calmly calling these 15 plays. We don't care. Yeah. We know that we We've have got to our openers. And maybe that's yep. what they're doing. Maybe they're setting it on up and it's <laughs> the setup. Not is working. Like, oh, right. We're really, yeah. we're really going to think they have us at this point <laughs> and then dagger them in the right. third quarter. That would be genius right. stuff. Next level kind of stuff. But total. I'm gonna well, except the fact that except not the <laughs> they've been bad in the third quarter as well. Like, look, they didn't yeah. score in the third Starting quarter. This, out either. This week. Yep. Like they're that's not third quarters bad for them, too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure Matt is looking at the kind of scratching his head because the openers as concepts, I'm sure are fine, whatever, but man, they've just been, they just haven't been effective, but once they get that going, boy, howdy, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, to that point, Nags, like how they're, cause you mentioned it, the, the team feels like they're humming on at just a different yes. level at this moment. Yes. And to that point, the way that you look at teams that are kind of sneaking into the playoffs, Generally, it's a team that's overachieving at this point. See the right. Detroit Lions, not a team right. that's underachieved all year long and starts to and get got, a rhythm going. Figured it out, right? <laughs> right? That's why the danger comes in for other opponents thinking of that. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, look no further than Philadelphia in the playoffs against Tampa a couple. Of, like, was it last year? A couple of years ago, like last year, Jalen yeah, Hurst last year completely overmatched. Everyone was talking about why did they add another wild card team? Blah blah blah, and. That will not be the case if the Green Bay Packers make the playoffs. That's no. why people like Rich Eisen are tweeting, better not let Aaron in. Because I'm telling you, man, that experience is going to count for something. And I know they were one and done last year. Uh, there's no, there, you get no argument here, but it's a different animal this season. And they are the way they're playing. This is something Tunyon talked about on one of the podcasts this past offseason. I think yes, it was the Bar- yes, with, Barstool uh, podcast yeah, where, them. Yep. where, you know, they've won so many games, right? And then they get to the end of the season, and it's like they don't – obviously, they're resting starters, whatever, but it's like they don't trust who they are. They don't know who they are because yeah. they win, 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 and then kind of at the end of the season, they're kind of coast, – not coasting, but kind of coasting. And then the playoffs come, and you got to turn it back on, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they've been in playoff mode for about a month now. Yeah, for at, at this least point, a month. Right? Mm-hmm. So – I mean, you got a team that can, if they win this game on Sunday, I don't want to say they're proverbial, no one wants to play them, but I can't imagine there's too many teams lining up to do so. I a lot of people be. laughed at uh, a lot of people laughed at Schneidman on uh, was he on Kay's show, Kay Adams' show, when he said, uh, I think they're going to get in and I think they're oh, going to yeah. win the game. Yeah. And people wanted to clown it right away. But what what's that line going to look like when they go to San Francisco, if they go to San Francisco? Well, I'll tell you what, San Francisco will be favored, but uh, won't be be favored. It won't won't be by much. There'll be a Brock Purdy tax. Oh, wait a second. Now, wait a second. Yeah, but Jimmy Garoppolo handed it off eight times in the NFC Championship. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, let's 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 slow down there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As they got to go win the game, no doubt. Brock Purdy, but before they get there, they got to beat the Detroit Lions on Sunday night, and that's all right. That's understandable. It's I get it, man. I think that's where every Packers fan head is at, right? Like 
the fact that they're here on the precipice, on the doorstep, and they were where they were coming out of, like, say, Detroit or after the mm-hmm. Titans game, like, it's a, it's a minor miracle, not only for what the Packers have done, but everything else that had to transpire, that has transpired. I don't know, man. Totally. I'm not going to say team of destiny, but it's starting to feel like yeah. a team of destiny if they it's can not- control that destiny on Sunday. Ooh, good one. Yes, it's got that. It's got that feel to it of like when everything goes right. The last it's this it's major league. I guess there's only one thing to do left. The whole king thing in the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, look, before they get there, they got to beat Detroit. And I will tell you this. I know it was hand wringing in some quarters about putting this game in prime time because of the fact that most likely Seattle will beat the Rams. And mm-hmm. then Detroit doesn't have anything to play for, quote unquote. Two things there. Number one, I'm not discounting the Rams in that game. Like, I know people think Seattle is just going to show up and win. But, I mean, McVay has something going with Mayfield. And I'm not sitting here telling you that he's going to march him to some huge victory or anything. But crazier things have happened. All it takes is a bounce oh, yeah. or two. And they have the offense operating at a different level than it was prior to Baker's arrival. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just say it gives them a shot, right? And then number two, even if the Lions enter this game knowing that they've been eliminated, they're still going to uh, play a pretty damn good game. Dan Campbell is not going to allow them to lay down. Um, I couldn't agree more. I, th- I think it makes them maybe not more dangerous, but dangerous in a different way in the sense of, man, we can call whatever the hell we want. We want to do trick plays. We want to do reverses. We want Mm -hmm. to do fake punts. We want to go for it on every fourth down. Like, man, Dan Campbell pulled some of that stuff in last year's finale when the Packers. Hell, we got nothing to lose, man. I mean, man, we're going out here swinging, man. We're we're giving everything and anything left that we got because our guys and our fans deserve that, man. We're that's really get emotional with it, dude. (laughs) Dude, that's the part of it, right? Like he, and that's what the players buy into. They right? buy into it hook, line, and sinker, as 100%. they should. The, how many different cats will, will walk on up and say, I'd run through a brick wall for that guy? And they actually I mean, mean it, right? You talk about run they through a brick it. wall. By the way, by the way, two things. Number one, the Packers held Dalvin Cook to three yards per carry on Sunday. What? What? Also, Jamal Williams is coming to town. You don't uh-huh. think... He wants to run through a brick wall to end the Packers season. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you. I'm not saying, saying, I'm it's, just saying. Dude, it could be their first winning season since 17. A lot of those guys were on the team last year that won, what, three games? I oh mean, there's, goodness. there is immense reason for them to go on and show out. The other part of it is go check the Lions schedule this year. Yes. Tell me how many primetime games they played. Zero. Not one. They played all noon games. So for you to finally get on that spotlight, hey, we laugh about it of like, ah, oh, well, you know, Aaron's quote of uh, when you get to the league, you dream of playing noon games. Yeah, 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 right. Not those kids. Not those guys who are no. hoping to get that chance. And they're finally well, going to get that especially chance. Like, not only are out. you not only are you like putting on for, you know, the public, but every other team will be watching this game. Every exact oh, yeah. everybody, like, everybody's just going to be tuning in. Right. You want to put that on tape. You want to see, let people know yeah, who you are. You know, that you're the team that laid it, you know, didn't lay down, that absolutely took it to the Packers. And yeah, 
I think uh, it's going to be a battle regardless. Uh, Joke to that a bunch of different times. You're never not going to get somebody's best shot when you're playing the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau on Sunday night. Right. Right. Thousand percent. Um, to that end, what the thing I keep kind of banking on here is uh, the Detroit Lions are a very different animal on the road than they have been at home. And if you go back and watch, if you go back and watch that game in Detroit, the Packers defense actually held up pretty damn well, like Mm -hmm. comparative to how Detroit has just kind of obliterated people on offense at home this season. The Packers held held not in check, but like, you know, they slowed them down. They didn't let them. They they were well below their season average in almost every metric, definitely in scoring, which is obviously. And it's not like and it's not like the Packers, you see the nine points. It's not like they didn't have chances. They threw two picks in the end zone, one to David Bakhtiari on a fourth oh down. God, so, like, yeah, well, no, the Packers absolutely <laughs> shot themselves in the foot. Shot I mean, themselves zero. in the foot. I mean, and let's and be honest, Aaron Rodgers shot them in the foot. Times. Yeah. Multiple oh, that's times. for sure. Those multiple were, times. that's, uh, that's the case in point when he's talking about I haven't played my best football at times. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you literally had one of your worst games as a pro thanks yeah mm-hmm. we we are aware. we are aware but that's the thing like i don't know like and then you also look at i mean go back and watch that panthers game down in carolina i mean if the panthers smashed. can do that against that defense everyone wants to talk about how oh they're secondary and this that and the other those they can throw it around no 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 as we have discussed often here on beer and ball button it up and run the ball because this team cannot stop a nosebleed on the ground either they've and the Packers can run the football so run the ball run it down their throats as that great clip of Dan Campbell talking to Wilkes after the game yes they're doing the coach's handshake that was an ass kicking go kick our ass man go a lion's ass because you know they're coming that's that to me is like I'll be very interested to see who's playing right tackle because I know Yash went down. We don't have an injury update yet. We'll probably get our first Mm -hmm. injury report tomorrow. Uh, We're recording this on Tuesday evening. Wednesday will be the first injury report. But, man, even if Yash is good to go, I don't know that you don't put Zach Tom out there. How do you keep Zach Tom on the bench at this point? He's clearly one of your best five. Yeah, 100%. And when when LaFleur said uh, on Monday – he was cleared. We just felt like at the at the time it wasn't that wasn't just right. because uh, oh well Yash could go back down. I think that was yep. because they said we're not missing a beat, so why mess with anything right now? No, why he was you? dude, he was out in front of everything. The one holding call, okay, tough spot. They put him in a bad position. He got he got caught, he got beat, whatever. It's gonna uh, happen. Dude, yeah. you look at play in and play out, the way he leans on people at 304 pounds or whatever he is, soaking wet. It's impressive <laughs> the movement that he can get. That's the thing. Like his, uh, it's like the ability. I'm the thing that I keep like between what happened in Miami and then now this past week against the Vikings. I just keep looking at. He just knows the angle. You talk mm-hmm. about a guy who just knows. All right, you may be bigger, you may Angles be stronger. And and that's probably a lot when it comes to his NFL competition. But man, I just know. Okay, I keep you over here, and then you're gonna yeah. probably beat me over like around the edge so to speak once i set but i'm setting in a way given what you're giving me as a pass rusher that i'm just gonna drive you past the quarterback or you're gonna you're Mm -hmm. gonna get around me but i know what the call is and i know the ball is gonna be out blah 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 like it's just 
there's no panic there. And he's not overwhelming anybody. He's just a really good player with really good technique. And he's only a rookie. That's the yeah. other thing. Once this cat gets in a weight room for a full off season, mm-hmm. he starts like getting more experience. Are you kidding? Him. What yeah. a find. What a find. Dude's got, dude's got football instincts, much like, and I'm not saying he's that, but right. watch the way Dave plays the position. Yes. Couldn't agree Dave more. plays yes. it with the understanding of where the ball is, when it's got to come out, and yep. also the idea of that son of a gun back here might just wander around here for like eight or nine seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Right? Like, I just got to so keep going. So you got that in the back of your mind that I can right. continue that. And mm-hmm. he probably wasn't. He wasn't sub, you know, consciously doing it, but subconsciously almost looked like a good test for Zach on the toss to Tunyon because – Yes. As he is kind of pushing him around, he feels Rogers still Rogers here. resets the pocket. Yes. Resets the pocket. Percent. Tom yep. resets his hips and shields in front for another split second. Yep. He yep. has a really innate awareness of where he is going to be and where the ball has to be at. And that is, Nags, as dumb as it sounds, sounds like I'm shilling for the guy. It means that that kid has done his freaking homework and yes. knows what yes every single play is supposed to be doing yep and you don't do that without just with just knowing oh i know the right tackle spot he's had to know every spot on the offensive line and by that way you're going to start learning the other progressions of it you're going to know where the ball is you're going to know when it's supposed to come out and that's that's scouting kind of understanding somebody's going to be able to pick that up and want to know that what's crazy to me is he's coming at all four spots outside of center and he played center in camp (laughs) This dude has done everything. This dude has done everything up front. Yep. Except for what he played mostly in college. It's almost like Elton, right? Right. Elton didn't play center until his second year in Green Bay, and it was like, oh, he's already an all-pro. That's kind of a nice I love it. I love it. I love it. So what do you think? How do do the Packers approach this game on Sunday night? Do you think this is more of the same? Do you think we see the same intensity, or is this – do they come out, and is it – a feel it out process. I mean, we we've seen them try and go early and often go push the ball downfield, etc. Or is it as you were talking about earlier? Let's grind it out five, six, ten play drives was you know whatever we need, and they try to like button it up a little bit. No, I think they're going to take a couple of shots early. I think they're going to try to take a couple of big shots early and try to get on the scoreboard right out of the gates because I think they want right. that crowd in it from the jump. And right, even though. The Lambeau crowd likes being able to cheer multiple times at multiple first downs. <laughs> they do believe that that big shot right. over the top is the one that wakes everybody hey, up. So I, love, I love think it. they, I think you see it pretty quickly there to, to Watson or Dobbs early in the process. Right. I will, I'm glad you brought up Dobbs because, like, you know, Watson's not the only one who can go deep. Watson's no. not the only guy who can beat a guy off the line. Like, I wish they would like. I don't know, not trust him more, but like, just give him a chance. Give the kid a chance. Like we know he's not Watson, right? Like Watson mm-hmm. is a very special breed, speed, size, athleticism, all of that. But can Dobbs get a little bit more than just an afterthought on a RPO slant? I'll backside? tell you what I think he's, gonna you know get. what I mean? Let's, let's, he's he's going to get Dobbs a nasty a goal line fade here. He's going to get a nasty goal line fade here. I want Much like in preseason. Because... I like it. I'm oh yeah. In. Simply because of those I'm hands catches. In. He's going to get some kind of weird back you know shoulder I mean? ball down near the end zone and it's going to be because he trusts him to go and pluck it out of the air. I'm just, I just want, I want Dobbs to get a few more chances. That's all. 
I'm not asking for the world here, but hey, that's nice I, and, look, and look, Equal and look, and look, here. And look, I'm not bemoaning the shots to Watson last week. I think, you know, I, the, the one up the right sideline where Rogers threw it out of bounds, like, all right, go at least give your guy a chance in, in mm-hmm. keeping in bounds. But um, on the first one, Rogers is a hundred percent. You see him on the broadcast, like going, uh, hello, because Watson absolutely gets blown up like 10 yards downfield, well past yeah. the five yard mark. And it throws off the timing. If Watson is unimpeded after the five yard marker, Rogers throws a perfect ball. Like Watson's just late to it because he got hit 10 yards downfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is like, that's a great ball by Rogers, but you know, the corners constricting his arm a little bit, but they didn't call a whole lot, you know, and I'm yeah. fine if as long as it's Weren't consistent that, yes, on, on both sides yep. of the ball, which it certainly was. I think there's a couple of times Jair probably could have gotten, call, gotten called, mm-hmm. didn't get called. So that's my point. Like, I'm fine if if it's consistent. They're letting him play. So, yeah, Watson, you wish he would have come down with that, but he was being constricted. So yeah. those so- one of those will hit probably against Detroit. So I'm fine. And I would, I would also like to see more of, we had somebody on the post game show. Oh no. I just hate those short pitches that they run those same side pitch runs. I'm like, wow, you're like the first person that I've seen online be uh, complaining about the short side pitches. Cause every time I see two guys out in front of Aaron Jones onto the short side of the field, Wait, are you being, are you being honest right now? Are you, are you taking the piss? Because I literally, literally last week coming up and I, I made fun of myself for this. So the Miami game, they had a couple of pitches to the short side of the field that weren't successful, and it was driving me insane. And I tweeted, I was like, if I see the Packers run (laughs) one more pitch to the short side of the field, I'll go fucking insane. And then literally literally against the Vikings, I think their two biggest runs were short side pitches. So Nagler's never right. The shirts are available at the Cheesehead TV shop. Oh God, I, I need one. I'm I'm getting it on on order right now. But no, I was the like, reason... the Miami game was so frustrating in that regard. But then they go out against Minnesota and absolutely kill it. It was great. It it does help. I will say this when uh when you're running with Aaron Jones instead of AJ Dillon. I mean, all due respect yeah, you to, know, that's to the a, soon to be father. Thirty three is a little difference. bit different on those runs. Slight it feels difference. like since twenty eight, but I'm glad you brought that up because, like, yo, I am sick of the AJ Dillon slander. I'm done. I'm over it. Like, look, he is hamstrung by the fact that the Packers want to make everything look the same, and doesn't matter who's in there. We're going to run the offense oh, and yeah. blah blah blah. So that's why you get AJ on these pitch plays. You get AJ on these outside zones. Like, and he can do it. Don't get me wrong, but that's not what he's best at. He's best no. at pounding it up in there, and you could use him as a receiver every once in a while if you chose to. They never do, but like, give the man a chance to do what he does well, and you're going to see a much different running back. And also, give him more opportunities. You'll see a guy, especially now that it's Lambo in January, give him some like 10, 12 carries, get him some stuff in the third and fourth quarter, and you're going to see a lot of guys on the Lions side making some business decisions. Yeah, I think you see him get a lather this week. It it just it feels like it's going to be it's going to be a heavier dose of 28, probably maybe a little less of 33. Granted, agreed. I don't know what the usage of of Aaron Jones is going to be, because some days he seems like he's ready to rock. Some days he's ready to go and they got to hold on to him. But yeah, it's it's balls to the walls. All all things got to get it's win and get in, baby. We got to you can't you can't leave bullets in the chamber, as uh, Uh -uh. someone once said. Can't do it. Cannot do it. 
All right, buddy. More beer and ball next week, regardless of the outcome. Uh, dude, this is awesome. I love talking ball with you. This, is, this has been so much fun, dude. Best. It's not ending. It's not ending because we're going to no, win. This, it's going to happen this week for a W, and it That's continues on. About. But I couldn't appreciate I couldn't appreciate it more, man. You and I talk off the air about it, but uh, this has been some of the most fun that I've had all year. Dope, man. Dope. Can't wait for next week. And uh, make sure you check out Packers OT at 97.3, the game after every Packers mm-hmm. victory and or loss, but mostly after victories because it's a lot of Better fun. after victories. <laughs> it's a good time. Bill, I'll talk to you next week, buddy. Later, bud.